This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. Hi, everyone. My name's Kim Schuler, and I'm delighted to bring you the Global Ambitions podcast for today. Today's guest is Leah Mori. She's the head of localization at Bold Live Career. Hi, Leah. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Now, Leah's going to talk to us today about the international go-to-market initiatives that she's been working on at Bold Live Career. So, uh, Leah, it'd be great if you could start off and just tell us a bit more about your journey and your role today. Sure. So I started in this field that I love as a linguist and then became a QA eventually got certified to become a localization project manager and uh, worked on many different products and then eventually landed in my last role as a leading localization here at Bold. Bold Live Career is a global company headquartered in uh, San Francisco and provides a template solution, template uh, products such as resume content, cover letters, and uh, other job search solution. We are present in more than 180 countries and have helped millions of job seekers finding their dream job. And actually, the the mission is to help job seekers transform their work life. So definitely, when I joined, I loved the product at first sight because the resume has so many cultural specifications. And I love culture. (laughs) I love culture and in my work and in my life. Um, I'm sure that you know, our audience here would love to hear a bit more about your experiences. And in particular, would you be able to let us know what the biggest challenge has been? So either in your career today or in your role now? Sure. So recognizing that a product needs more culture than another product, uh, it's it's fun, right? Especially if you're familiar with what needs to be done. But uh, how to broadcast that need is a little more difficult. Culture is not something you can really see and prove. It's not like a letter or something. It's more what is not said or is more like our body language. Uh, so So definitely that challenge is really present when we have product that they are already established and maybe they are established in one part of the world and then they need to go to all the rest of the world. And that is when cultural issues may occur in the case of a resume. The resume is something so intimate, it's an intimate experience that the individual goes to broadcast people he or she does not know. So it's this experience of presenting the self to somebody you don't know. So definitely it is a cultural approach. And if you are applying within your country is one thing. If you are applying to go and work because of job mobility to a different country is also another definitely experience. Perhaps in a resume, we do present ourselves with a picture or without a picture. Just that is, you know, something to think about that picture. How are we going to smile? That smiling is definitely a sign of culture. Some cultures smile with all our big smile. 
and some other ones you know will keep it really brief on that one and so how can you define what's your metric and how do you decide that you have to do a lot of research and then prove that there is a trend and then implement that trend it seems like very easy but we know that in a new world in a new digital world where we A-B test everything, it may become a little more challenging. So, yeah, it's very interesting what you say, but especially when it comes to content that's really personal for the end user. So if you've got a CV, it's someone's career, it's their details, they're putting it out there. So I think that's a, a very interesting point. And it must be something that you really have to bear in mind that this is such a personal, emotional thing. It's totally emotional and also how you describe your emotions and how you read emotions on the page is a totally different experience. I want to give you like a few different examples of wording that we used. Here in US, we have a different attitude toward getting a job. A job maybe represents ourselves, and maybe the job is a dream job. We talked about a dream job. So when we go to Europe, that dream job is not anymore a dream job because the concept of getting a job is different. It's more a desired job. So how you calibrate between dream and decide what is the path that goes from dream to desired is a really interesting path that makes us different in the way we express you know, our needs. So perhaps for Europe, the desired job would be more what it is. But in US is the idea, right? The idea is so big. So dreaming is a big thing. For Europeans, maybe, you know, it's more like having something that fit with your life and uh, doesn't take over your life. So we have different ways that we put on words and how to crystallize those needs on a web page is very important. So I'd like to ask, so when you arrived at um, Bold Live Career, was everything localized? Did you start from scratch? And were there any challenges relating to that that you found along the way? Yes, actually, when I joined Bold, many of the products were localized and uh, they were localized correctly, but the engagement wasn't exactly what we expected to be. And so... I think when you have that situation, or at least in my case, I went through a cultural audit and I really did all the experiences and with many different pair of eyes and sometimes taking the visual aside and having only the text running through and understand what would you expect with a visual and sometimes having the visual isolated and expect what would you have as a text but we explain that visual just to cross check that visual and text will be on the same page but they would sync so definitely if you think that that product needs more culture it's really nice to do a cultural assessment and bring many subject matter experts in it 
because everyone will pitch in one or two ideas and then you will have a global understanding of what is missing at a global flavor and what is typical of that a particular locale. So really getting some teamwork between the linguists and the subject matter experts. Cross-collaboration mm. is number one. <laughs> <laughs> in localization. This is how we thrive, right? Yeah, so, yeah. 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 No, that, that's a great tip. So I'm sure our listeners would love to know, is there something that you would pass on for them to be mindful of? So anyone in a similar role, similar position, what mistakes were made or what along the way would you issue a warning about? Yes. So localization is language and culture, but we often forget the cultural part. We think it goes together within the language we offer, right? But it's not that way. And as a localization person walking in a company and talking about culture, it is interesting, but is not is it not a measurable metric from the get-go. So Culture has to be introduced in terms of differences instead, you know, opening different programs that they can highlight those differences and eventually get to discoveries and findings by all stakeholders. Because we know that that is what maybe that product needs, but how we can bring it to the table in a way that is understood, that is a totally different thing. So don't think that just mentioning culture, you will be hurt (laughs) because it doesn't tell, you know, all your KPIs or your OKRs. So, So you will have to work in unfolding culture. What is cultural? for that specific product and how you reach it is a whole path of understandings. Yeah, that's interesting. And internally as well, how have you managed the team to, you know, be able to overcome these challenges anywhere you've had particular success in what you're doing that you could pass on to people and say, you know, it'd be great if you could replicate that? Yes, absolutely. So we know as a fact that when we have a startup, is we might have research on board, on board, but we might not have international research on board. And we might just realize to vendors that could give us insights, but not exactly strictly aligned with our products, but maybe our generical insights. What has been very successful for our team, for the localization team, is first bring all the stakeholders together from the get-go, favoring absolutely the engineer team as a major stakeholder, because maybe a feature works, yes, but if we have um, dev and we have product and then we have us, and with us, I mean the linguist, we can provide valuable feedback before even the feature gets in the work. So that is one. The second one is we think of linguist 
of people that are in libraries and uh, maybe they have a huge dictionary and they go through pages and pages but Pouring actually, over the dictionary yeah <laughs> <laughs> but actually linguists in 2021 they work mostly on digital products and uh, they are aware of nuances so getting the linguist on panels with all the stakeholders is invaluable. I mean, it has a great value right there. And also having conversation uh, with all the language included on the same panel can really highlight the opportunities, can really uh, highlight as language being number one feature to express a product through the words of that culture instead of translating whatever was originally and put it in a, a visual context uh, that seems to be the right one but uh, after all will not be engaging enough uh, that user yeah so the last thing I'd like to ask you really is whether there's any one that you think would be a great guest for us or whether there's a particular topic that you would love to see, you know, localization and go to market podcast about. Is there anything you'd like to suggest to us? Absolutely. So one of my challenges that I've been literally studying a lot and uh, informing myself a lot are subscription models. I worked uh, with many companies having a subscription model and at Bold we do have a subscription model as well. But subscription models are very cultural in the way we pay and the way we like to pay is very different around the world. And a subscription, to keep me on a subscription, I need to have, I need to be very motivated. And that motivation comes from our cultural insights. So I would want to see a subscription specialist, a pricing specialist that would link culture and money because money is another value that we have in different cultures and we approach that value in very different ways. So I would definitely would want to see that. Well, that would be great. We'll, we'll keep an eye out. And if any of our listeners know anyone, then uh, they can drop us a line. We'd love to have that on the next podcast. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Leo. It's been great. It's been really nice to have you. It's been very interesting. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.